My, my Michelle Live. Sports Time Out. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's <laughs> It's time, ladies and gentlemen. You made it to the end of the week, and this is where we look at some of the sports news of the week. By the way, if you are live streaming, Garrick and I were just talking about, if you want to watch this live or if you aren't watching live, when you get into the swing of our schedule, you can join us at My Michelle Live. Go under podcast and you can see live stream there. You can always catch us if we're doing live stream. It's on there at My Michelle Live. Thanks for hanging out with us today as we sports it up. Lots of big news in the sports realm. And one of the big stories is congratulations, North America. The World Cup is coming to the U.S. And and funny thing, though, that the World (laughs) Cup... When you're doing all of these FIFA World Cup games, Garrick, you usually do one country. One country gets to host the World Cup and all of these games. And it's perplexing to me why we're sharing it with Mexico and Canada and USA when we're bigger than most of those countries. What's up with that? We didn't bribe them. Oh, Oh. they're in Qatar this year. Okay, so... Gee, how did that happen? They were in Russia last time. It is crazy. They have expanded. They've changed the format for next time. There's going to be 48 teams instead of 32 teams. And there's going to be more games to spread around. But yeah, let's just do it in a country like it always has been. This is... Hold on just a moment. I have no idea where that's coming from. Apparently... computers can upset... Uh, possessed. <laughs> Computers possessed. I love it. Oh my gosh. Really? Really? All right. We're going live and we'll Passed edit out this out demon. later, but <laughs> you can just stop now. Technology, man. You, I'm done. You, you <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the World Cup. There's going to be 48 teams. Okay, 48 team events of its kind. It's being staged in three countries, as I mentioned, U.S., Mexico, and Canada. And Canada's only two cities. It's Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah, but we have a lot of cities, and there's a lot of great cities in the U.S., Atlanta, Boston, Houston, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Miami, New York, Philadelphia, San Francisco Bay Area, and congratulations to my town, and yours, Seattle, Washington, where Lumen Field will be one of the U.S. host cities for the 2026 World Cup. A monumental moment, not only for Seattle, but the Seattle Sounders as well. It's a real testament to soccer in this town, which gets back seat in reporting. It gets a back seat in the news. It's, no one really cares, but so many people care. This is a really big deal. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be so exciting. And the World Cup, of course, for, there, there are many people who are listening to podcasts who probably are not big soccer fans, but this is the number one most watched sporting event bar none. The Super Bowl is big, but this is even bigger because it's got the world stage and increasingly now Americans are tuning in as well because it used to be the whole world would watch except for us. 
And now, now the U.S. soccer's grown in popularity like crazy. For those who aren't aware, soccer has surpassed Little League. This was probably more than a decade ago that it surpassed Little League as the most played youth sport. And so soccer is really growing, and and it's exciting, and it's fun, fun to watch. It is fun to watch. What was fun to watch, too, was the men's national team. They had, they actually won over El Salvador in a late, equalizer and we'll talk about who made that final shot but it was muddy it was sludgy it was slippery it was yellow and even red cardy it was just a crazy yucky yucky game and what was even amazing is the U the U.S. just came off of a 5-0 win over Grenada on Friday night. And that was like, boom. And then here we're playing El Salvador and we can't score a goal. In fact, we're down throughout the entire, most of the match by one score, 1-0. And then on top of it, we get this red card. And I'll see if you're watching. You can go to My Michelle Live and watch. But this was part of the red card let's watch they're arguing about it like really seriously now watch this here we come he's going for the ball the guy trips over him and that's a red card what was your thought on that garrick clearly the defender sold it Okay, or was he attacked? No, it was Defender. He, yeah. he sold it. So uh, as soon as he made impact, he was jumping, and in part is to avoid getting hit as hard. So as a soccer player myself, sometimes you see that situation, you see a quick coming in, and so you jump. And so he jumped, and he flipped over. The referee was close by, and so I think it... it certainly warranted a yellow. I don't know that it was a red cardable offense, in my opinion. But, I, I uh, honestly don't think because he was to to a degree you have to take into consideration he was they were both at the ball pretty much at the same time he was going for the ball it's not his fault the other guy's going for the ball as well but I could see a possible yellow card here but the red card was really extreme and that guy was that ref was th yellow cards like they were was, candy at a parade really with his refereeing and you could tell that a few times I felt like he made makeup call like they got a red card as well shortly after it, which it, didn't it, make sense either it was yeah. just because, and that's a weird thing that happens when you don't have video review. For those of you who don't know, and maybe you're new to so soccer, as Garrett can mention, it's growing in the United States. And a lot of more, lot more people are taking an interest. As you look at World Cup type games, these games, FIFA, they don't have video review. And you're thinking, this is the biggest stage in the world. And we're backwards. And essentially, it's because a lot of the countries that participate, Garrick, they can't afford all of this technology. And this is a crazy thing, is there's so much money that flows through FIFA that they could easily enough, yeah, get the systems in place for that. And we were watching it on TV, and so they can get the TV feed. 
There you go. And it's, hey, even 20, 30, 40 years ago, we had this thing called Rewind. Just pick up some old VCR tapes or something and record it and rewind it. It's not really hard technology. Rewind, play, rewind, play. Oh, okay, maybe it, how hard is that? It's an embarrassment. And I think FIFA really needs to look into it because if just something that small can affect an outcome of a game, and that's huge. The outcome of the game, however, U.S. was able to equalize the game with Jordan Morris. So take a look at this. One more time. Nice little header there, Mr. JMO of the Seattle Sounders, by the way. Another connection to Seattle. Yeah, the city has gone downhill, but our sports teams. Go ahead. And he has just come back, well, in the last year from a pretty serious knee surgery. And so it was questionable as to return. He had not scored a goal. And it, he was he's one of those players who's right on the edge as to whether or not he'll be included in the squad. Exactly. So that, it was exciting. It was a great goal. It was a great finish right in injury time. And it... I would think that it should solidify a place for him on the World Cup squad. And so that was exciting on so many levels, especially if you're a Seattle soccer fan, but certainly any U.S. men's national team fan excited about what I, Seriously, I am hoping so. I was thinking that as we were watching the game with Grenada, he played and played and he was a key part of it, but nothing that really stood out. This was a real standout moment. There are some players that people say, yeah, they're first wrong. Jordan Morris and his BF Christian Roldan, both from the Seattle Sounders, are on the, we'll see. And I guess we will see. And and I'll say that Christian Roldan certainly deserves to be on that squad. He is one of the highest work rate, hardest working players on the pitch, bar none. Whenever he gets on there, it it creates things, it, it makes things happen. In the Gold Cup that happened last year, I mean, he... Every time he came on, he made a difference, and it raised the level of the game of the entire team. And so I'm hoping that he will get on there as well. And I just want to go back and mention one thing, Michelle. You're talking about how we couldn't score. I have played on fields like that where it's pouring, torrential oh. downpour. I was actually impressed by how well the ball still continued to move. It was like, I played in those yeah. games where you literally, you're passing, the ball's traveling at a good speed, and all of a sudden, it just stops. Seriously, and, yeah. And it, Plunk. It, it changes the entire game, and it's really interesting. Have you ever seen that Geico commercial where the guy scores, and he goes, yeah, and he slides across the pitch, and he slides all the way down to the other end, turns, he's still sliding on his knees. Completely f- hilarious. I love that commercial. Okay, the first three times, and I got tired of it. But I swear, that's what that game was like. Someone would fall, and they'd be going and going, slip and slide. It was so it was a fun game to watch. It was everything you could want in a game, except for the win, we'll say. And speaking of wins, we're going to switch gear to hockey, if that's okay with you, my friend. When we look at this 2022 season, Wayne Gretzky is comparing the 2020s lightning to the Islanders of the 1980s. He says they're that good. So we're going to see if the Isle, if the if the Lightning 
will get a three-peat. In other words, three years in a row winning the Stanley Cup. For game one, though, it looks like not so much. Colorado took over, but they it was quite a fight. Colorado had an early lead. And the Lightnings were able to equalize that, and it ended up in overtime that the Avalanche... Here's the thing about the Lightning, which is they almost had to lose the first game, okay? Because they have been come from behind (laughs) against Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. They lost, or they were behind 3-2 to and came back to win that series. And then they went down 2-0 against New York... I'm pretty sure, didn't they? In the previous, in the the championship round before the finals here. And so, so it is, it's just like them. And it's almost as if, and they've had injuries and guys coming back from injuries. So this is getting set up for it to be just this really exciting finish. So I'm hoping that's what happens. You are, but a lot of people are treating them like the uh, Tom Brady Patriots. Like, (laughs) I'm tired of the lightning. Wherever you stand as you're watching or listening, it's really fun to watch. I'm really surprised, though, Barry Trotz was the former head coach of the New York Islanders, which they didn't make it all the way. They made it into the final four, and that was pretty cool. But he lost his job, and it's funny that he was offered free beer for life if he goes and coaches the Winnipeg Jets. Did you hear that story? <laughs> Leave it to a Canadian team to offer him that. <laughs> and that's the thing is that it was much as I, I love the Stanley Cup, I love hockey. I really did want a Canadian team to win because these people are willing to give beer for life. They take hockey seriously, and yet they just can't make it back to the Cup. So not this year, Canada, but maybe in the future, right? I wanted to take it to another story as we are, the world is celebrating Pride Month. And there's some big pride stories that are out there. But one in particular I thought I would share is Fox News is coming under, not Fox News, but Fox Sports is coming under fire because they didn't show this thing throwing out the ball and this transgender woman, man, person and they opted to show something else (laughs) and as the story goes saturday this person threw out amy schneider i think Mm -hmm. her name is throughout the first pitch for the giants game but during the broadcast they actually showed the first pitch that happened two days earlier from nascar driver and they claimed that it was because of the fact that they are running a NASCAR event, and so they wanted to utilize that as publicity. Maybe, so, but it, the optics are just not good. I don't mean to be despairing to Amy Schneider, so let me apologize, because you are a beautiful person created in God's image, but am highly bothered by sexual appropriation. We, we can be upset if somebody puts on a freaking sombrero in a Mexican restaurant on their birthday and someone's singing Feliz Cuplianos and you're like, that's cultural appropriation. A man 
dressing as a woman to me is sexual appropriation. And that's much more severe because we're not just saying I'm putting on a sombrero and I'm celebrating because you know what? It's imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but it's someone saying, no, I am a woman. In fact, when reporting this NBC news was reporting Amy Schneider, who is an Oakland resident, Amy Schneider had 40 consecutive jeopardy victories and NBC news hailed her as the show's greatest female player. No, I'm sorry. It's just not the way it is. I don't care. You can't wish it to be, and you can't wish yourself to be something that you're not. And it is an insult to people who kids who say, Oh, I want to get breast implants, mom, I'm 12 years old, or I need a nose job. And for years, we parents have been telling our kids, no, you need to love yourself. You are beautiful the way you are made beautifully, fearfully, wonderfully made. And now we're saying, no, you are not good enough. You need to get snipped. You need to get added on. You need to change. You, you aren't good enough the way you are unless we'll give you drugs. We'll cut things off. We'll give you surgery unless, and it is not okay to say you're not beautiful the way you are. You want to be an effeminate man? Great. I'll celebrate that. I'll celebrate right alongside of you, but you are not a woman. Nevertheless, I think that Fox should have just fished or cut bait and said, yeah, we didn't want to show this, not showing it and then dodging the bullet. I don't know. What say you at Garrick? To me, it's not so much of an issue. I, it, the things that you talk about, yeah, are concerning for me. But to me, the bigger issue is what is happening to our young people and specifically our teenage kids who are being fed hormone suppressants and things like that and are undergoing actual surgeries and things. I heard recently that a lot of abortion clinics that are being shut down are transitioning, for lack of a better way to say it, to now be doing gender reassignment surgeries for young people. Because if we're going to yeah. give up one kind of sin, we may as well pick up another one. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's Sports Kitty. It's Sports Kitty, ladies and gentlemen. Sports Kitty is behind the mic now. now. Watch out. This is Tiger Lily. His, he was originally a boy cat. Okay, he, so speaking of transgender. He actually underwent a surgery to repair a blockage, and the vet said he's less likely to have a blockage if he has female anatomy, basically getting rid of the male anatomy. Everything would still function. And so we gave the doctor the okay to, to get rid of poor tiger's male parts. And so anyway, we have a trans cat in our house, but, <laughs> but we asked him his preferred pronouns and he still prefers he. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear that. And maybe that's a good place to, to remind us, as I said about Amy Schumer, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I don't care what you've done to your body, what you're going to do, what you take, what you snip, what you add. You are created in the image of God and you're a beautiful person and you deserve love and you deserve respect, but you do not deserve to target our children and 
uh, kids who still believe in Santa Claus and, <laughs> and tell them that they can identify as something they're not. I have a problem with that. And one of the reasons I have a problem with that is because of a new study. Now, I sent this in an email, and I'm pretty sure you may have got this, and it has to do with girls who quit sports by the time they get into junior high school. Um, It was a study that came out of Australia, and it's showing that girls just quit doing sports after middle school. And they say that there's a few key reasons, a lot of reasons, lack of time, availability, awareness of sports, access to sport, low confidence, negative body image, and negative, they don't necessarily feel like they have the skill. And some of that is because there's not as many options for girls out there in sports. There's all kinds of stuff for boys. There's not as much for girls. And so the competition may be stiffer. Girls have this bombarded with you're not beautiful enough. You don't look athletic enough. You don't feel. And so they just say, okay, I guess that's not for me. But sports have a wonderful impact on people their entire life. You've played sports your entire life. Now you're playing soccer competitively, hardcore enough that every other month it's, oh yeah, I got a new injury. And you're in the over 55 category good on you women don't often take advantage of those kind of things and now with having to compete with men taking the very few spots that they are how much more so of a problem is this going to be Garrett? there's a lot of a lot that goes into this topic certainly there were we were seeing these issues happening for young women in sports and when it got into the collegiate ranks there was a huge problem and there was a big there was a big gender gap And so that's when they instituted what's known as Title IX, which brought fairness and equity. So for every male sport, you had to have a female sport on the collegiate level, on the intercollegiate level. And I think that was one of the best decisions ever made because it gave high school girls greater access to scholarship opportunities. It gave much more opportunities in terms of what you were just saying as far as opportunities for girls to play sports. I think my biggest issue with all this transgender thing where biological men, biological boys can compete in girls sports is that it is completely undoing what has been done and the advances that we've made over the decades because girls are gonna say, why should I compete if I know that there's going to be boys standing on the platform who are identifying as, and it's just not fair and it's just not right because there are physiological differences between males and females. And if you choose that's what you want to do, then we do live in a free country, so you can choose to do that. But in terms of competitive athletics, it is just not right and it's not fair. It's not, and uh, if you can't play on the team that your body identifies as your biology identifies as then maybe they need to create transgender sports i don't know but i do know that i can speak from a little girl that uh did some sports and was involved in sporting events 
And there's already a discomfort for a lot of girls. In fact, most girls in that locker room where you have to get dressed and you get undressed. And maybe that falls away and you grow up and mature as you become a woman. But there is a time between junior high school and you're still figuring your body, you're changing body out and the pressures that society puts on girls. And that time becomes really awkward in the locker room how much more so with someone that's of a different sexual persuasion that it's just confusing enough and I don't think we're taking women girls into consideration there's an affront attack uh, on women in so many regards and I don't think we're really paying attention to it and there we are the perplexing and the frustrating thing is that these people who are women's advocates are not speaking up. Women's rights advocates. The NOW, National Association of Women, should be all over this. And we're not hearing this big outcry again. And there's just this kind of fear of speaking out against certain groups because of the fact that uh, you'll get I was going to say you get blacklisted, but you can't use that term anymore. Um, In case you didn't notice, we're a little politically incorrect here, so we have a little bit of leeway. Can't guarantee we won't get canceled, but when you when it all comes down to it, it may actually be just we want power, we want money. Here's an example, not to disparage anyone who makes money, but Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they're in the billionaires club billionaires they didn't discover a cure for cancer they didn't bring world peace they weren't mother Teresa out there feeding the poor in calcutta they play sports and they're freaking billionaires and good for anyone who who succeeds but i think that our priorities are a little messed up and our sports priorities are messed up we go for the money. Uh, an example is Phil Milk Milk Mickelson has been pretty despondent over the live golf decision and that's where there's a new golf league in Saudi Arabia who has Saudi Arabia has horrific human rights records and of course, links to terrorist attacks to here in this nation. But you know what? He said it was the right decision for him because reportedly it's worth $200 million money speaks. You can't blame the guy. I will tell you that. Yeah, I can. I actually can. I can actually literally blame him. Say it again. I actually can. I can actually literally blame him. I think it's abhorrent, just like the ties that people have to China. And then they talk about Black Lives Matter and we care about this. You are a hypocrite. And it's abhorrent. It's abhorrent. No, but he is in the game to make money. Okay. And we should be in the game of life to be decent human beings. Okay. That's fine. But what I'm saying is that if that is his profession and that's what he wants to do to make money and they offer him the money and he takes it, then he can take it. Of course he can, but it's 
ugly as heck. That's like saying we really don't mind that China is killing Uyghurs. I'm in business and I'm here to make money. So I'm going to make money with China or like Disney with China. We're going to make sure that we're teaching your kids about homosexual lifestyle and same-sex marriage and we're going to normalize that and we want lgbtq characters to be in all of our disney films unless we're in china that kind of hypocrisy i just think that if we don't call it out and if we don't stand for something better then we become the kind of people that yeah it is all about the money and morality doesn't matter and I completely agree with you on the whole Disney thing, because Disney is, they're all about their agenda, except for China. And so that's the point that you're making. But I don't know that, and I don't know the story that deeply, but is Mickelson someone who is like championing for human rights everywhere, and then he goes and plays in this? I don't think that's the No, I, I don't think now. he's that great of a person that he cares, <laughs> he cares, but... There is something to be said of, and, 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 and so we can't say he's being hypocritical to my knowledge, but we That's can say that doing business with people who are willing to support people who fly planes into, you know, twin towers, who have horrible human rights records, and we just say, well, it's about the money. I think that it's absolutely worth looking at and saying, that's ugly. The PGA has canceled, said, cancel the membership of anyone who is going to do, who is going to be part of the Live Golf golfing association dustin johnson patrick reed phil milkison charles schwartzel are among some of those who will be competing in live golf and i know it's difficult because you're there to make money but somewhere along the line the bible does talk about ill-gotten gains and it's just it's difficult and if we transition to basketball Garrett, we see a lot of basketball players who are hypo- actually hypocritical. That, with Michelle, let me just, if you don't mind me interrupting, yeah. that is my issue, okay, is when people are hypocrites, when they say one thing and they do something else. These guys are professional golfers. This is what they do. They're offered an opportunity to play golf. And I will tell you, there are all kinds of things that many Christians do that are completely hypocritical as well. So, for example, I've used this example on the show before is that years ago, maybe a decade or two ago, Disney was going to offer medical benefits to same-sex partners, okay? And the Christian right was all up in arms about it. Oh, no, we can't do this. We we need to buy, boycott Disney, okay? And it's fine. If that's what you choose to do, then go for it. But I didn't hear the same pastors and Christian leaders standing up and saying, we're going to turn off our Windows computers as well because Microsoft <laughs> yeah. had the exact same That's right. policy. And, and so- it was just something to get upset about because I'll tell you what, I don't, I think you should have medical benefits for whoever is part of your household to deny sure. someone because of their choices in the bedroom is inane and it's none of your business. But yes, the hypocrisy is bad, but so are human rights violations. And so that may be where we differ. I think if there, there are people who are being tortured and having and lives being taken and horrible human rights things we should not turn aside and then say it's okay go to the olympics in china i didn't oh, and i, I mean, say don't absolutely should we not have no. our nation go there no 
why give them the why give them the why give them the spotlight and what we did in the olympics is we said yeah it's okay we're we're not really going to pay attention i uh, they had a hard time with okay some people aren't going to be there we're taking the stand but in in the end i don't mind china participating like russia is being discluded from a lot of things but i don't think they need the distinction of being a host nation if there's people in their midst that are being tortured no. No, and I agree with you. And I think that's on the IOC and the IOC should not have put the Olympics in China. But of course, we know that the IOC, FIFA, these are corrupt organizations. So they're going to go where the money goes. And so I agree with you, Michelle. But just going back to the whole golfer thing, okay? It's these guys are golfers. They're doing this for money. They are only going to be in the game for so long. And so if they choose, that's what they want to do then they can do that. Uh, yeah, that and I don't care about that. I, honestly, I don't care about they can do it because we can't. That's called a free society. We can do it. Of course, we can do it. But I also can say it's abhorrent and that we should stand for something better. And I find it disgusting That's what that that's all that matters. Because if that's all that matters, you've taken out some of the most beautiful parts of the game. You really have. And I'll give an example. I, I really loved this story because you can feel the difference in the joy of the reporting of this. I'm talking about Phil Mickelson and he's at this idea of it doesn't matter, it doesn't really affect me thing versus this young man from Gonzaga who he was a star forward. His name's Drew Time. He withdrew from his name from the NBA draft because he wanted to return to Gonzaga for his senior season. That says a big love for the game because there's a lot of people who drop out because it's like, all right, I can get into the big time. And you can't blame them. You can do it. You should do it. You want to make money. You This is your future. This is your business. But boy, what? how different does it feel to talk about this when someone wants to do this because of the love of the game and because of his commitment to his team? Absolutely. 100%. I'm so excited for him. And I'm really happy for Gonzaga that they get him for another season because he is he could have easily signed with the NBA. And I think the reason that a lot of college kids drop out of their final year and don't finish their program is there's that concern that they could get injured. And if they get injured, then it could cost them literally millions and millions of dollars. And Yeah, and it all makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just, you can't help but being a little bit excited in the midst of, we're $200 million, and now Tiger Woods is a billionaire, and it's okay, yay. But for some reason, what is it about these stories that just go, wow, that's really cool? No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And on that whole thing, too, in terms of people being, my son and I actually were talking about this the other day, my 23-year-old, yeah. and we, he, we were talking about, people who are successful and he brought up sports stars and I said I don't know if you could really and they they definitely are wealthy but they and they deserve and earn and I'm here am I on this sports podcast talking about these people and it's like there are people who work just as hard or maybe even harder who don't have nearly the money and so to me yeah and success 
how do you measure success? And I see people who have started businesses and who work hard every day and do all those things. I see those people as real success stories. And I love the sports stories, of course, of kids who just, someone like Michael Jordan, who was cut from the uh, his freshman basketball team and then ends up becoming Michael Jordan. Yeah. And But the amounts of money that these people are paid is just, it is crazy and ridiculous. And yet, it's not necessarily success when you have broken marriages and you have broken lives or if you have a lot of the people who made a lot of money that you see them homeless and on the street after their fame has faded. Are they happy? Are they fulfilled? So what is success really about? Sports shows us how to overcome odds, how to fight against odds, how to train, how to work together as a team. And when you walk away with the win, is that success? Yes. But when you have a loss, but you can still walk away with joy in your heart, that means that there's success and it runs a little bit deeper. And we are out of time. Some other stories that happened this week, I have to mention at least this one, that the Golden State Warriors took the 2022 championship. So congratulations on that. Some of the other some other big stories that we're going to take on next week has to do with free speech and one coach that got in trouble for commenting in a way that doesn't work with the narrative and now he's fined. You probably know what I'm talking about, but I guarantee we'll talk about that that next week. But I think it's time for us to take our final shot. Garrick, what's your final shot today? We brought up his name earlier. And as I was thinking about my final shot for this week, he is probably, you've heard of the term goat, which Greatest is of all time. Yeah. And, and he actually preceded that before there was the term goat. He was known as the great one. And of course that is oh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, just a class act. He's a Canadian hockey player who, who played for multiple NHL teams. Let's see. He, he, his, his main team was, and he had his longest career with Edmonton Oilers, of course, but then he played for Los Angeles and a few other teams. But, and it's interesting, the crossover, because I'm a soccer player and you mentioned I play over 55. I actually play over 50. I play over 40 and I play in an open league as well, sometimes too. So I'm still going at it, <laughs> but the thing about Gretzky is that he, the things that he excelled in, in his game, as you heard him talk and communicate, they were things that were cross applicable to multi-sports platforms. Now there's a lot of similarities between soccer, and, but one of the things that he used to say is that I don't wait, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going to be. And in so many things in life, you can take those lessons and uh, yeah. anticipation and seeing where, you know, and I just love watching him and just seeing him and just the person that he is. And so my final shot today. I like that. One. Wayne Gretzky. My final shot maybe is in line with what we were talking about. What really is success? Is it that $200 million in Saudi Arabia? Is it becoming a billionaire and you've tasted success? I'm going to 
I'm going to just go on a limb here and say no, that there's something greater. And that is following what your destiny was, your God-given destiny. The Bible says that God knows the plans he has for you to prosper you and not to fail you, to give you a hope and a future. And that doesn't necessarily mean being a billionaire prosperity. It means soul prosperity, life prosperity, joy prosperity. And it may not mean that you go for the big gusto, the big stage to be the big superstar. And that's where we're going to enter Kari Willis, safety for the Indianapolis Colts. And he was expected to return for his fourth year in the NFL as a starter and to sign a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. Guess what? On Wednesday, he made an announcement. I'm retiring. He said, with much prayer and deliberation, I have elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That man is set for success. And I take my hat off to him because there is a deeper story. That God story is what gives us joy. Garrick and I have been friends for a while now. We've weathered the ups and the downs, family issues, heartache issues, this health. It's, it, that's what friendships do. But we have had a staying power, something that continues to drive both of us. And that is that gospel of Jesus, that hope that never ends, that never ceasing help in times of trouble, that hope in the darkness, that is as real. In fact, it's more real than the air I breathe today and the view that you see on your screen. It is so real. And that's what gets my final shot. Garrick, thank you, by the way, for being not just my friend, but my pastor and a spiritual help that continues to propel me in the God story so that I can share it with you. Thank you. Like us, share us. That's your part in sharing the God story. We thank you. Thanks, Garrick. We'll catch you next time. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.